0: Hello, 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 it's Lorenzo, spelled L-A-W-R-E-N-Z-O, cause y'all know my mama made me different, and this podcast has been brought to you today, once again by www.lorenzojacobs.com Just make sure you spell Lorenzo different, cause my mama did make me different, that's L-A-W-R-E-N-Z-O, J-A-C-O-B-S.com and I'm in business to keep your business in business. And today we had an opportunity to sit down for an in-depth conversation where I asked the best questions to get the best answers from a multimillion dollar virtual assistant business owner, Antonia Mason a tampa florida native she expanded herself from the nine to five corporate job into the world of ownership november 2017 creating a multi-million dollar business plan during a five-day vacation she's best friends with focus and discipline definitely so listen to some really really good information about business diversification where to find time when you're a family of seven And what's the difference between a legitimate business versus a side hustle? This episode has some major jewels and seeds casted upon it. So what you do with the information is up to you. So here we go. All right, cool. So we back. We're sitting down with Antonia miss antonia mason and she's a business consultant she's already sat down and told me she does pretty much anything consultant and we're going to ask her some in-depth thought-provoking questions that get some answers and even potentially uh provide you with some information and news you can use welcome to the show antonia thank you so much for
1: having me i'm excited
0: Hey, I'm excited and honored for you showing up as well. So Antonia, I know you, you said that you're you're anything consulting for the people. Let's start from the bottom and raise all the way to the top. Uh, what do you do? Um, where are you from? Um, where are you at right now? And, and even pretty much we can start talking about where you going in the future.
1: Okay. Um, So I am born and raised here in Tampa, Florida. Um, My family just never really wanted to go anywhere else. So here we are. Um, My business that I started uh, after working in corporate America, realizing that I really loved operations and administration was to. Start a business model that put money in my pocket but still served my passion, which is administration. So, I started a company called Assist You. It's gone through a different, a couple of different business models um, and focus throughout the years, but I started it in 2017. Um, And I feel like we've finally gotten into our groove. We know who we are, we know who we stand for, and we know who our clients are um, and what their needs are. Uh, most importantly, um, so assist you is a full service virtual business solution. We um, employ virtual assistants and they do and handle pretty much anything administrative for use as an owner or a, um, a person of a team in a business so that you all can focus on your billable activities. The things that actually drive revenue and increase revenue and sometimes scale in your own business so uh we handle the day-to-day minute um very tedious tasks and that's
0: it that's what we do okay assist you is the business then that's that's cool so how long have you how long did you say that's your own personal business then how long have you said that assist you been up and operating and running
1: So I started this issue in November 2017. Um, It actually came to me, I was working for someone and I had scaled their business from two or three people up to about 40 people at the time um, and like tripled their revenues because I was able to take on so many administrative tasks. To where they didn't have to worry about it, essentially. Um, and they were able to just bill their clients, um, including hiring and doing the onboarding for their staff so that they could focus on more important things as well. Um, so it came to me. I, I actually finally took a vacation, the first one I've taken in years, because I'm a mom as well. Okay. Um, and I went and stayed in an Airbnb in New Orleans, and I wrote out my business plan, my very first business plan while I was there um, for like six or five or six days. Um, and it just kind of grew from there. When I got back, I, I um, created a test group, and I asked them about, you know, different things that they would need, even um, people who are just starting out in their career, just as interns who are just graduated from college, up to business owners, I was able to ask them some really personal questions about their life, if they really honestly feel they have a good work-life balance, if they feel like there's a balance in their business, if they're burnt out, on the verge of being burnt out, and I got some really good information from this little test group that I did, Um, and honestly, it was like, okay, great, there's a market for this, so I just...
0: I've been running with it ever since. Oh, wow. So that's that's a pretty good testament on using your time wisely. You said you went on vacation, five yeah. days, put together <laughs> a business plan, and you came back with your own business. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I filed with SunBiz.org. As soon as I got back. So
0: so people right now in on some lockdown, they should have no excuses of reason why they are unable to formulate a business plan. None.
1: none. And actually, while on lockdown, it's funny you speak of that, um, I actually doodled this. It's, you're not meant to be able to read it all, but I basically did a doodle of a new workflow so that my business can scale. So it can take me out of the initial welcome calls and onboarding and so that I can obviously like what we're doing for other business owners so I can delegate and we can, I can continue to work on the revenue end of our business now. Um, and I just did that in one night and you know, it's funny what you can do when you're actually sitting down and focus on your business, what's going to work for you and your business and your family versus giving out to everyone else so you really just kind of carve out that time so that you can flourish and grow
0: yeah definitely that 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 that's not nothing less than surprising to me for a woman that just said you took your five-day vacation and mapped out a business plan because most people they would take the vacation And Mm -hmm. or they would have that intention of doing something productive for themselves, even if it's just overall rest and relaxation and Mm -hmm. totally forget that there's other things going on, especially business. And because we live in capitalism, society that there's Mm -hmm. some money that needs to exchange hands with value. So what what gave you that that? that focus and drive tell the people that are listening, what provides you the, the focus and even just that, um, that ambition of knowing and the action to take like, like the same way you used your vacation. Okay. Cause I'm sure you do it. Even what you're saying right now with your flow chart of how you're going to scale, where did that come from?
1: Um, I honestly believe that I learned, um, my work ethic is kind of what you're asking. It was from my father. He was a um, sheriff and um, he <clears throat> he never stopped working. Like he, he loved being a sheriff. He loved being a, a, a resource officer. He loved working in the jails, um, some of the jails here in Tampa because he loved being able to speak with people and figure out their lives. And he loves being um, told stories and to tell stories. So in all, and to say all of that, my father was awesome and a very hard worker, but at the same time he was extremely cheap. So my dad would not allow me to go get um, tons of school clothes. We would go to an outlet and I have a budget and he would, um, say, I, I had to work and get a job to do my own homecoming hairstyles and dresses and nails. So he's taught me from a very long age, like nothing is going to be handed to you. You have to go out and get it yourself. Um, which at the time I was very annoyed, but I, I love it because I know that nothing is owed to me. Um, and nothing is going to be given to me unless I go out and either ask for it or you know, take it on my own. Um, so that, that helped me a great deal. But then also to current day, um, I have a lot of motivation because I have, we're a family of seven. So I have my husband and my five kids and me, and it's just, I want so much more for them than what I had when I was growing up and I, and I grew up pretty well, but I want to be able to give them more and show them more. And And which is why my kids have jobs in all of my businesses and that's their, their paychecks. They don't get an allowance because you have to clean. You can't be a dirty person. I'm not going to pay you for that. You have to get grades. You need to be smart. I'm not going to pay you for that, but I will pay you for working on a craft, on a business. Um, So, so I feel like that's, that's honestly my motivation. And um, at the time when I started the business, it, it, was easy for me to spend some of my vacation on focusing on my business because as a person who's passionate about administration, I'm always, I've been catering to other people and businesses for years and their needs and what's good for their business and kind of putting my needs on the back burner. And in my marriage and my family, I, t- I tend to put my needs on the back burner. So that time was just my very much alone time. And to focus on how can I dig myself out of this hole where I'm focusing on everyone else's needs and I can focus more on my needs by focusing on other people's needs. So making it work for me. Um, And that's honestly what I did and it, it was really fulfilling and it drives me every day, no matter what, I don't care if I'm sick, tired, Something has to be going on with my business. I need to be doing something. I need to be fixing something. I'm in process of updating the website. Like it's just something needs to be done because I want it to be better. I want to be on that $4 million level that is possible for a business model like mine. And that's where I'm headed. That's my goal.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So tell the people that are at home that may be starting their own business as well and may not have as many children as you have where do you where do you find time especially right now with the the administrative lockdown all of that to find time in between your personal and juggling juggling your personal life with your business life
1: So um the way that I find time is I actually calendar it I will calendar um time for research and development I will calendar time for personal professional development for myself I will calendar time to, um, my children are doing e-learning. I'll calendar time to check all of their work for the week. My husband's doing it every day, but, you know, moms look at things differently. Yes. Um, and to focus on more things to grow my business, I basically block out time. And I block out time for my husband. I just really heavily use my calendar. And if I've get gotten into the... Um, Unknowingly gotten into the habit of snoozing or you know dismissing a calendar thing, I will put in an alarm in my cell phone, and you always have your cell phone with you, so it'll buzz and it just gets annoying. So I do that as well to try to um, basically force myself to, to move on to the next thing um, because a lot of uh, a lot of business owners and a lot of even workers will get drugged down in one thing and it'll take them all day to do one thing. And then they look back and they haven't even completed that task and they're frustrated because they feel like they wasted the whole day rather than, you know, focusing and planning out your day and focusing on the tasks that you're supposed to do at each block of the day. Then you can look back and feel more accomplished. And I had to learn that over my years of working in an office where it never ends Right. Um, to now applying that to my business and to my life, um, and trying to teach my children how to do
0: that as well. That's 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 a testament of discipline. So obviously, you know the importance of discipline. Where would a person, or how would you advise a person to start in their on their business? Because I know specifically, I'm a disciplined person as well. But where would you? Where, what would you tell? a person that knows they lack that kind of discipline and organization, what are some things that they could start doing right now that will positively propel them into a more disciplined life in the future?
1: So a couple things that I find, um, even some of my clients that I consult with that I ask them to do um, before our initial conversation is to basically write down and try to prioritize order of importance. So obviously most businesses nowadays nowadays that thrive are businesses that solve a problem. So you need to prioritize whether or not the solution that you've thought up to solve a particular problem is more important than money or is more important than uh, the time that you spend with your friends or whatnot. Once you've determined that it is actually a high priority and you are willing to spend some time to um, devote to this idea that's currently still an idea, then I would say to just block out maybe an hour or two on a weekend or early in the morning. I wake up at five AM because everyone's asleep and I could just focus. So figure out on your your normal day-to-day in your calendar. One or two hours that you can spend actually thinking about this business. And then the next question is always, well, what am I supposed to think about when I'm in this little block of time? Um, you should be thinking about things as far as um, costs. Uh, how much are you willing to spend to get started? Research how much does it cost to actually file to make your business legitimate in your state? How much is it to get a web page? There's tons of. Um, hosting sites that run specials every now and then, Um, how much is it going to cost for your first marketing materials, your business card? Uh, I would shy away from getting anything like brochures, any type of heavy, costly collateral, which is marketing um, items. In the beginning, all you need is a business card because in the beginning, all you're going to do is Tell people about this wonderful solution that you've thought up, right? And you want them to get in contact with you as soon as your website is up. So hand out that business card. I would say definitely before any other marketing thing is a business card. Um, and then some other things you want to think in that that time block is how much time are you willing to devote to this business for a long term, not just for the short term? Because A lot of people start a lot of businesses that were originally hobbies and they don't actually create a business. Legally, they do, but it's actually what they've created is a side hustle. So it's not something that is actually going to be something they're going to devote majority of their time to and that they're going to reap larger um, fruits from because it's still technically a side hustle, um, which is just a legitimized hobby, in my opinion.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Break so that how- down.
0: Break that down. Break that down. Cause I hear a lot of people, especially nowadays, I don't know if it's the era of environment, but okay. I hear more people talk about their entrepreneurs, they're the boss, they have a business. And when I've talked to people, I tend to get deeper into what they really have going on. And like you said, it's a hobby or like a side hustle. So from your perspective, your POV, your professional opinion, what is the difference between a business and a side hustle?
1: So my opinion of the difference between a business and a side hustle is a couple of things. So one, definitely... The most precious commodity is going to be time. Majority of people who have side hustles will spend significantly um, a significant percentage less of time on a side hustle versus a business. It, It takes if you see those ads that people are posting or those those lead magnet posts that people put on social media saying, make twenty dollars an hour, make a hundred dollars a week from your phone, all you need is your phone, it's part time work from home. Those are side hustles. Those are things that you're gonna do in your spare time when you're watching something on, you know, some ratchet television show or you're watching, you know, the news or something, and you're just do on your phone, it takes It doesn't take a lot of thought. It normally has a buy-in, that fee that you'll pay to get into. Or it's something that, like, for example, my grandmother, she loves to knit little hats for babies. And she will pass them out. Once she gets about 10 or 15, she'll pass them out in the NICU or the nursery at the hospitals. And a nurse came up to her one day and was like, oh, can you make me 50 of these little hats? and this and this color and this and this that and this and this that and my grandmother was like no (laughs) because she's not willing to devote all that time to fulfill that order Um, so that's why time is huge the second difference between a business and a side hustle in my opinion is a business actually requires you to do boss things what are boss things have an accounting system (laughs) Have financials, have business credit, have um, the ability to leverage the number of clients or customers that you have in order to gain and to move forward in your growth process with your business. A lot of those things you can't do with side hustles because there's somebody else's business that you are now the foot soldier for. Um, Those that I'm talking about, more like those MLMs, there's absolutely nothing wrong with them whatsoever. But no one's going to come to you and say, hey, I want to give you a loan, print me your profit and loss statement, and you're going to have an EIN number with your profit and loss statement and be able to apply to that loan on your business credit instead of your personal credit. Right. Do you see what? There's a difference.
0: Right. Absolutely. And
1: nothing wrong with either one of them. I mean, if I had time to have a side hustle, I totally would. I actually used to sew, and I would love to sew some masks right now, but I just don't have time. But that, that's the
0: difference to me. I can leverage it okay so. okay i like I like having boss conversations because i'm I'm definitely owning businesses i've I've owned uh the brand young and touchable family for a, a while now going on a decade so definitely I would definitely uh be congruent in those uh similar thoughts so moving forward with scaling a business, you wrote down a plan uh, to scale your business what would you say to a current boss or somebody that's looking to get into business entrepreneurialism and and growing their business when do you when does a person start looking at scaling their business is their business even scalable um -hmm. from your personal observation what information could you provide for them
1: so, um, I could speak about, let's speak about me and my business. So I knew that it was time for me to figure out a scaling plan due to the fact that the amount of available time that I have is slowly and slowly getting smaller to focus on more growth revenue driving activities for the company. That means that I am, I felt like I was getting too bogged down into the day to day, operations of my business. So to me, that was like a key, um, indicator that it was time to think about growing and scaling. The second thing was my number of clients started plateauing. Um, that is a key indicator. If, if your sales consistent, whatever it may be, um, is starting to plateau for whatever reason, you need to step back and actually look at it and see why, For me, it was, I can't take on any more clients. I can't even go and do proposals for additional clients and try to um, get contracts for different vendors and things like that because I can't run. I can't run anymore. I will burn out Hmm. Um, or my my team will burn out. So I need to figure out how to um, scale and to rework these processes so they work. One of the things that most people think when they think of scaling or growing, they think it's automation. And honestly, in the business that I am, where we are support for people, for businesses, for owners, that is couldn't be farthest from the truth. We need more people to actually think things through and who can communicate effectively to deliver whatever the service or product is that my client needs. So if it's, not me, and it's a business owner, and they're thinking about scaling or growing their business, they need to look and see why would they want to scale or grow their business? What is causing them to even think of this idea? Is it because they're tired? Is it because their sales have plateaued? Is it because they have a team of people and they have nothing to do? Is it because they have a team of people and they're swamped? There's a lot of reasons that could make a business owner think about the whole scaling idea and the growing idea. And then once you determine what the reason or various reasons are, then the next step is to look at your processes. If you are lucky enough to have a successful, thriving business to where you need to scale and you don't have any processes in place, this would be the time for you to start writing down your processes going through them, making sure they work for the masses, not for your individual clients who have gotten very um, spoiled or you know used to that one-on-one. We're talking about overall general generalizing the processes for the majority, not the, the minority. So then once you do that, the very next thing is you need to figure out, okay, who's in charge of each piece of this process how can I either pivot them to somewhere else that's going to be more manageable if they're overloaded or pivot that person so they can do something else so that they can start getting additional work and it works in your overall flow? And then once you get to the, once you get to the point where you've written down this flow and you feel pretty good about it, call up someone and have them either listen to the flow or try to go through the flow for you to test it to make sure it actually Works. What I did with my flow is I actually spoke to one of my clients and I basically explained to her the flow over the phone and she said, yes, that absolutely would work for me. She's actually very excited um, that there's going to be a better, more visibility on the tasks that she's assigned to her virtual assistant, um, more visibility on the hours the assistant is working every single day the duration, whether or not they're finished with the project, but then also there's more visibility on the history. She can now, in my new uh, flow model, she'll be able to now look and see what the history is and see what the repeating issues are. And that helps her say, okay, is there a ball being dropped within my organization? Because now I've I've been having to outsource it for quite some time. What is, what is the issue in my organization? And then it ends up becoming another sale for me because then I start consulting. So it's just you. It, it's it's a process. You have to feel it in order to think of it, in order to review it, and then analyze it, and then fix it. That's it.
0: Okay. Okay. So so should so is every business able or capable of scaling, or is there some businesses that shouldn't scale?
1: Oh no! I think every single business. As long if it's a legitimate business, if it's not a side hustle, you should be able to 100 percent scale your business from whatever it is current day to the next. If you have a working business model, okay. So, but yes, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Okay. It was I, I was talking to a gentleman, and uh, what I do is I also help businesses grow their business by face-to-face marketing, advertising, sales of different products and services. And mm-hmm. today in this environment where shaking hands and kissing babies probably wouldn't be the best thing to be doing. No. So uh, I've been looking to still grow my business prior or prior to even all of this going on it was more difficult because face to face, the lack of confidence a person may have, or just for whatever reason, a lot of people would pr- uh, like to be on the computer talking to somebody than soul to soul, eye to eye. Where, what kind of uh, challenges are you facing uh, in today's environment, and how are you over? Are overcoming those or have you not even seen any change and just more people are looking to talk to you nowadays, since you do seem, um, like a leader of, uh, a virtual assistant and being already on the computer.
1: Um, I would say that I did a pretty good job of diversifying my clients, meaning they own businesses in different industries. Um, so I really haven't been hit, you know, God forbid, knock on wood, I haven't been hit that hard, um, due to COVID-19. Um, so I really haven't felt the effects. My clients, some of my clients have felt effects though. Um, but we work through it. We talked through it. I helped some of them weigh, you know, the, the cost of having an employee or having a contract out with a company like mine versus losing a deliverable quality customer quality customer satisfaction to see you know kind of you know balance everything out so that that has been more of what our phone calls have been well my phone calls have been um as far as helping in that respect but um the business itself it's i think honestly and you know I I don't like that anyone is getting sick or or passing away from this disease. But honestly, the business itself has boomed, I would say, a little bit. And uptick me and um, fellow other virtual business owners, they're actually seeing a rise in revenues because so many people are furloughed, so many people are laid off, so many people now have to work remote, and these used to be all in office positions and someone can't do it or someone can handle it or someone's sick. So they need to quickly fill in the gaps. Um, so I would say in that respect, we've seen a little bit more of um, a willingness to allow a virtual assistant, and the assistant manager, whoever, um, into a company um, and they've never met them except for on video chat before. So I feel like the, the fears that people have had in the past are
0: really quickly subsiding. Right, that's awesome. Let people know that may hear this information now that they may be working at a business or they may be an owner of a business or want to change their automation or how they're doing business. Where can they get in contact with you, uh, um, Antonia?
1: Yes, absolutely. So our website is www.assist.com. You dot life. Um, and so we say instead of how can I help you? How can I assist you? So it's always in your mouth. Um, and my direct email address is Antonia, which is spelled A-N-T-O-N-I-A at assist you dot life. And you'll be able to reach me.
0: Yeah, I'm going to definitely leave the information down here below because we're going to have to stay in contact. Like I said, a lot of, I know for myself, business for me, has slowed down um, from the perspective of talking to people face to face. But business ultimately has not slowed down. And like you said, has even picked up as far as value, because ultimately what I always sold and provided people that I spoke with was information that they'd never heard of before. So hopefully definitely someone will come across this and say yeah i need this information i yeah, need you <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely absolutely so there's another part in the interview that i've been starting to do just to give you guys a, a quick moment to drop like a time capsule of information that that you uh, are expertise in so it's no pressure involved But just so that if this was a time capsule 300 years from now and a person came across this podcast broadcast show and they realized that I was talking to Antonia, what could you tell them about your business, about all the things that you've gone through up until now um, that would best describe who you are, what uh, service you provide for other people that you've come in contact with as well, like right now?
1: I would say that a issue was created from the heart and soul of Antonia Mason. And Antonia Mason was born a natural helpmate. So it speaks to the core and value of our business. No matter what we can do, as long as it's legal, we are there to help you through it and to help you grow your business and in whatever administrative need you might have. So that's us.
0: Okay. Hey, that's good, straight to the point. That, that sounds like it should be wrote, written in stone already. So, <laughs> All right, so drop your information one more time for the guys. Like I said, it's going to be down in the um, description box, definitely. And Tony, let everyone know where they can find you on Facebook, all the social medias, whatever oh, yeah. you are. So you can get
1: us on our website, www.assistulife.com. Um, you can also, I'm sorry, www.assistu.life. The Instagram is Antonia underscore assist you. Email address is Antonia life. Sorry. And then we also have LinkedIn for Assist You LLC. Facebook, Assist You LLC. You can find us any and everywhere. Um, we'd be more than happy to chat with you about whatever you need.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah, definitely. We're going to uh, stay in contact, Antonia, yeah. with assist you. Okay, perfect. So I definitely appreciate you showing up today, assisting me and growing um, upon some more words and my vocabulary. Like I always say, it is the words that we use that helps to describe the place we're we're at, whether it's the lack of or the expoundingness of. So I appreciate your time, Antonia.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you
0: for having me. I appreciate you. Awesome. So this concludes Young Untouchable Family Podcast broadcast show. And as always, we'll see you next time. Y'all stay positive and encouraged.